so there's like you know there's that thing of like these steps being made but the steps and the sustainability of some of the steps being made is not necessarily in place in June and that's that's where it's like delving back on some of the things we're talking about where there's this cultural cultural feel and aspect of it. what are the reasons that these girls are dropping out is it like probably like child marriages could even be teenage pregnancies could be could just be a uh, a female feeling like the school environment is not one for her just cuz the the environment doesn't feel safe doesn't feel like a safe space for her and so and so there's so many there's so many of these aspects that feel like yeah we're trying to put solutions in place but are these solutions that are sustainable these are solutions that are that are you know that have that have hurdles along the way Hello there shakers. Welcome to another episode of Mindshack podcast. This podcast has been developing and growing beyond our expectations. We would really love to thank you. That's all. And we hope you enjoyed today's video. Hello, hello. Greetings, Dumelang Jambo. My name is Jean-Claude Gwaze, aka JC. Welcome to season 4 of the Mindshack podcast. We're a Gen Z podcast that focuses on discussing societal issues, entrepreneurial leadership, culture, and borders on topics in psychology for Africans. All we do is try shake off the cobwebs and talk about things around social issues which we see in the world today, the African way, right? So, according to research done by the World Economic Forum, the US is still 280 years away from achieving gender equality and apparently it will take Africa about 140 years to achieve this that's a long time it may be hard to believe especially considering the patriarchal and colonial history we have either way it's not far into africans to speak out about gender parity daily today we discuss gender parity in africa and what it means on a micro and macro scale So this is episode eight, titled "Are Men Stronger Than Women?" So normally we have guests on um, in these conversations and stuff. We have guests that help us that are experts within the particular space. Um, in this episode, we're taking uh, it's not a new approach or a different approach, but it's us as hosts just having done our little homework and try to be the experts and basically uh, filled ourselves with the knowledge that. is to impart on your ears around this topic in very very simple words. <laughs> so, as you know JC here having done my homework, I've had the choice of host to be part of this being a host that you've now heard in this season 4 in a couple conversations. Very interesting host, very exciting host and a host I love to be on an episode with someone who's very fun, Noni. So, Noni, just say hello. Tell people how you doing today. Hi JC, how are you good? I'm really really excited to talk about this specifically because I'm a woman obviously, but it's really exciting to have an actual conversation with you outside of like personal conversations. I'm really happy. Yeah, now I'm pretty excited how too and now I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well and I'm excited for this because this is Yeah, it's an important conversation. Every I th- we might say that every single time, but this one is um this one I feel is particularly important because it's like a conversation people have, but like people have it in the moment and don't really act on things afterwards. I feel that's just my take on it. So, 
um, yeah, the point here is just to talk about this with a little bit of detail and experience from a young person's perspective, this whole conversation around gender parity. So I'm gonna start off with a, a few quick facts. These facts are not, um, I'm not giving you statistics per se, but this is general facts that come from general research across the globe. Firstly, life expectancy. Did we know that life expectancy champions have generally been women? Did we know that, um, you wanna share Noni? You look like you, you wanna say I something. I had no there. idea. I literally mm -hmm. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that is a thing. Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I've never really noticed that in my life either. So that's why I'm like, wow, okay, well, I guess we're great. <laughs> You are great. The second one is our survival skills are just as, um, sorry, women's survival skills are just as effective as men's management skills. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I think women just haven't given been given the opportunity to manage as much as, as uh, men have. Mm -hmm. But that's just like a, a patriarchal thing, especially in um, career choices and also the the way in which women have sort of gone career-wise has ensured that they sort of stay in a specific one role mm. in management, but also two in a specific um, industry. So now we're sort of seeing women go more into management and in government roles in the government sector and finances. So we're able to actually see that the, the scales are actually pretty much the same. It's just that we haven't been given the opportunities. Mm. Okay. These are all facts, by the way, people. These are these are facts, like straight facts. Women can handle pain better. I am not surprised. Recently, I was watching videos of um, that simulator, that um, cramp simulator, and women are just standing there at a six on a scale of one to ten, and they're like, "Yeah, this is normal. I'm walking around every day feeling this. Some mm. days it's it's more." Men at a four are literally just decapitated. They just, they can't even stand. So I'm not even surprised. Women face yeah. way more pain physically yeah. than men do anyway. Yeah, my best judge is stubbing my toe. Months of times I've stubbed my toe and at that time I'm like, my life is, this is it. I'm calling it here. Yeah. Pain doesn't get worse than this. Um, so I would also say part of this is Emotional strength. Women have more emotional strength than men. I mean, that's a very hard one to sort of scale. How do mm -hmm. how do we know that? We don't really have any kind of Richter scale for that. But I mean, I hey. have seen women in my life do mm -hmm. better than men. These are straight facts. Like I'm telling you, facts from from real research and statistics. Yeah, this is these are not even jokes or like sarcasm. This is. Women are emotionally stronger, and that's that. I mean, I don't know if a lot of men would, would agree. I don't know if, mm -hmm. I mean, do you agree? Um, yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree. I, I always say that they're different. I've seen yeah. men like really hold on through very hard situations that I'm not even sure if I would, but also I've seen myself hold on through very hard situations and sort of soldier on. But I think that's just mm -hmm. a a general sense of when you're in a situation you just sort of decide depends to sort on of the situation on. yeah and it also just depends on the situation cool moving on women are more intelligent 
<laughs> I will never disagree on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts. No, no, it's facts. It is facts. Further than you guys. I mean, I, I can be the same age as an, a man, and I know for a fact that I'm way more mature than him. I don't know how that happens. It just. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. That's definitely a thing. That's why uh, we're veering off here, but men date a lot of younger women because I feel like the maturity levels level out there, or at least uh, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard. This is no no experience I'm talking about here. Um, next, we know when. Okay, women know when to seek help and yeah, have no qualms about it. I can definitely agree with that. I think generally we've always been more subservient and I use this like really loosely. So for us, it's not a, a stretch for us to ask for help. And also just in African, in the Af African context, if my mother doesn't have yeah. sugar, she's going next door to ask for sugar. Nothing in her mind says, I, I can't show the fact that I can't have, like I don't have sugar, I have to ask. I mean, we mm -hmm. ask for loans more often than men do. We ask for help financially more than men do. There's just no mm -hmm. private. I think it's just an African thing too. Yeah, no, that's really true. The example of sugar is probably probably a decent example. Um, yeah, I can't ask another man for a tool, you know? I can't ask another man for a hammer. Like I need to have my hammer with me. Like it's just it's not how it works. So yeah, I, th I think I agree with that. Okay, so I think we're going to close here. That was a little bit of like fun and playing, but we'll, we'll get into some of our questions, some of our points of discussion here. So firstly, why are we having this conversation is the first thing I'll start with. Nani, it seems like I've already been asking you sort of questions. Yeah, I'm going to ask you again to just start us off here. Yeah. Why it's important that in society we recognize the weight of impact women can have. And then I'll build off what you share. Well, I mean, I think it's such an important um, aspect of, of society, um, the sort of concept of, of gender um, parity and also the, the impact that women have generally, not only because there are two genders in the world and if we don't speak to the other genders um, needs, we're basically disparaging everything that they've ever done. Women are not only caregivers and caretakers, they're teachers, they're doctors, they're engineers. They're, they play a very big role in how society is shaped. But also the fact that if you negate the impact that women have, not only in the home, and, but in society, you forget the fact that there's representation that's not there. For me, like as a black woman, seeing another black woman sort of achieve certain things. I mean, I'm not an American, but when Kamala Harris became the deputy president, my mind thought, wow, imagine how many other black girls are sitting there thinking I could be the deputy president in America or in Africa. So I think the representation is always, you sort of need the representation to make girls feel like they're included in the society that we live in. And also just to continue the, the idea of having two genders equal in opportunities and in freedom and not taking one away from the other. Those are very good points. I think your concluding remarks also make me think about, and I guess also want to frame the conversation that this conversation has a particular focus on sort of the feministic ideas and some of the um, yeah movements that are being made in that 
in that in that vein as well as just like touching on important topics statistics and realistic things that are happening within that space i say that because there are other genders right like we live in a day and age where people are like it's not just it's not just male and female anymore so so this conversation touches yeah on on women and the fem, feminist movement but it also just speaks on and can be broadly taken out to just like diversity and the importance of like inclusion and the importance of like just creating a level playing field because that has detrimental effects. When you look at women, which are over 50% of the population and you're basically um, looking at things around their education and the opportunities and those sort of things, there's a number of things that are, that are, that are wrong. And if you think of it, if you go deeper into the statistics, you'll see that there's a bulk of the, of the population that's essentially not being included in what is um, being, being someone that's finan- financially independent and capable and gaining opportunities and you know, educated in that sense. And that's where, that's where the importance of this conversation comes in. Because where there's that misbalance, there's a, whole, there's a whole community of human beings that are talented that have missed out on opportunities that could have put them in a position to impact others. And that's just not happened. This is just my view and sort of the way I kind of see it, that, that there's effects on the population. There's effects, there's, there's large effects, macro effects that are not necessarily... Um, if they're not tracked, if people are not aware of them, they are having pretty significant detrimental effects on societies that we, that we live in. So that's why it's important from my perspective as well, just to bolster on what you are sharing there. The next, the next thing I'll then want to get onto around that diversity and equality is why is, why is like to this day and age, I feel like diversity, equality, these sort of things have been spoken about for such a long time, but why is it particularly still a big topic in this particular day and age with the way things are going. Um, I have an idea. I'm going to throw it in the air. Um, I'm not necessarily going to give it to you, no need. If you want me to start, I can start. No, no, no. Um, actually, I think I was thinking about this when I sort of saw the, the topic itself. And, and it sounded crazy to me that in 2021, we're still speaking about diversity and, and equality. But I'm realizing more and more that not enough equal conversations have been taking place and not enough equal movements has been made towards equaling the, the playing field. As much as we talk about it, it, it's all from like an emotional place for the most part. If you ever see, you know, I, I was watching um, this researcher and psychologist, Jordan Peterson, speaking about diversity, and he's just like, I, I get it. You guys are really stressed about the fact that we're, the society is not equal. But right now, everyone in this conversation is highly emotional. And we're not thinking about it in a way that's going to help each member of society. We're thinking about it as um, trying to, to take rules from one person to another, move laws from one person to another, whereas we're trying to, we're supposed to be leveling out the playing field. If we look at racism, in every country in the world and how after so many years of emancipation of every country, it's insane to me. It's crazy that we're still talking about racism. We're still talking about how the rules of colonialism are still affecting people today. So how much more when it comes to gender equality? There are still countries like Nairobi that 
are still like women can't even paddle their own boats to move from one place to another today in 2021. So that's why we still talk about these things and we're still trying to move things forward because in every single country, there are still things that have not moved further enough and things that have not moved far enough, even in government, um, mm. where, where rules are still the same, laws are still the same. We're still not thinking about it as an equal playing field. We're thinking about it as one or the other. Yeah. So I mean, and I, I think we sort of speak to what you yeah. know. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's like two sides of it too, like, or two, rather, let's not sides, it's more like, like catalysts as well. There's like the cultural side, which is like the upbringings and it's like the patriarchal systems that exist because of cultural upbringings. And then there's like the government, the governmental effects that, that exist because of laws, regulations, and exclusions on, on gender and equality. So for my take, I also say like just speaking on diversity and equality, why that's particularly important. Like there are a lot of things that make us unique. And I would also think this conversation is not, it's not in in vain of what you what you were speaking on there on the conversation you had from Robert, is it Rob, is it Rob Jordan Peterson, sorry, um, where he's where he's where he's talking about how it's an emotional, it's emotional debate. I feel I feel as though there's also like a minute misunderstanding about what it what it is like along with what you said taking away from other people and that sort of thing like it's not necessarily about making women and men the same because we're different we're unique we have our strengths and weaknesses it's more about the access it's all about like sort of access and opportunities and what 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 currently the playing field allows what what environment exists for the playing field around the women and the environment that exists on the playing field for around the men and how we can make those closer instead of um, while, while, you know, driving the differences, driving the things that make us unique and, you know, special. And that's why the conversation is still going today. Also highlighted with the idea of like digital media, the tech revolution, it's more in our faces for positive and good reasons. Um, it's in our faces and digital media plays plays a part where like you can start now talking about like mental health and like you know how how people are perceiving one another and seeing each other within this within this narrative and the effects of of um just having a gender parity across a continent um with the you know direction that the world is going when it comes to digital media and tech and stuff things of that nature i hope that's clear I probably touched on a couple of points just a little bit all over the place but but yeah, I feel like those there's a, there's a couple of reasons, four, five, six reasons why this conversation is sort of becoming a bigger conversation as time goes. And yeah, gender equality is important. Diversity and equality is 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 sort of the is sort of the the sweet point and why the conversation is getting becoming a bigger conversation. This is a thank you to you, Amani Shalika, a listener of this episode. We highly, highly appreciate you joining in on all of these episodes. If you can just take a second to share this link to someone to have them tap into these episodes, that would be so highly appreciated. You are the fuel to what we're doing here. So please share the link. Please like, please comment, please subscribe or follow in whichever platform you're in. And we will see you on the next episode as you continue to fuel us through. Thank you. So at this point, at this point, we jump into our episode game, right?
So it's going to be very quick, just us going through a back and forth, talking about um, experiences we've had, just light topics. Never, ever, ever. You've heard it before. You might even know the questions if you've been following up closely in the season. So never, ever, ever. We're going to go back and forth. I'm going to ask you the question, Noni, you can answer and then just shoot it back at me. So the first one is never, ever, ever wanted to switch career. That's a that's a hard question for me because I'm a multi-potentialite. Mm. So I, I do a bunch of different jobs anyway. Um, I definitely wanted to change jobs though. Um, initially, I wanted to be a journalist and then I wanted to be a drama student and, you know, like an actress. Uh, but now at this stage, I honestly would love to just go into economics, even though I'm terrible with numbers. Okay. I would love to. Okay. All right. That was, that was like a, is that like a conscious level decision you, because it sounds like something you've been thinking about and it's not yet in place. Like it's a, it's a pretty fresh thought from, I don't know the intuition I'm getting from what you said. It's never going to be a thought out thing. I mean, I'm terrible with numbers. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. So I don't know how I would make that work. But dignity, the only yeah thing that actually still keeps going when the world stops like COVID is mm. economics. So yeah. gotta think that far. But also I don't have the skills. So I don't know how I'm gonna make it work. Okay. Now here you you're answering the question for what it is. Never ever ever wanted to switch to career. So you're currently thinking about it. <laughs> so about so it says yeah it's a it says it says a lot. So yeah um on my end yeah, a couple of times, definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely. I've, you? I've, I have, I mean, I've, I've switched career. I've switched career probably two or three times, if you can recall. I know I initially wanted to be like a psychologist, like within a psychiatrist or something like that. I just loved psychology at the beginning. And before that, a lot of influence was coming from family where for instance, I was like, fine, funny enough in the position I'm in now, which is like business and things to do with business. But I didn't like it when I was young. That's the thing. And I've kind of come like sort of full circle. Um, yeah, so it's, it's sort of with family started with business, then business became psychology. Um, I started to study within the space of psychology, dropped out of that, saw that I wasn't enjoying it, but I love psychology still to this day. Um, and then ended up in areas of like trying to start a business, just being passionate about like business development and those sort of things and consultancy and those, those interesting things. So at the moment, you know, I can, I can safely say I've not wanted to do it a lot of times, but I've definitely, I've definitely been in a position where I wanted to switch career. So, so. Part of growing up. Right, right. So it's part of figuring out, figuring out oneself those people that have been blessed to figuring it, figure it out at 16 blessings to them they should share they should share the secrets what's the what's the scale like how do you get there what's the <laughs> no, that's the real thing our next question never have i ever regretted making a purchase Oof. i have i have um i order a lot of things online every i think every woman or every female that has ever lived through 2020 and 2021 has gone on a specific Chinese app 
and I got an actual piece of like it was a dress that thing didn't fit me it just it was a lot of money for something that sort of sat over here and I was just like wow all of that money gone you can't do anything about it I really regretted it it was terrible yeah I think I've seen that before is that the before I get onto it is that the example where like women see the picture on the website and then they buy it and then it doesn't look the same let me tell you I've not I've personally not experienced that eh? but I can I can I can see that why that'll be a thing like I just get it um I've personally I've I've personally made a number of regrettable purchases a number of them like I can't I can't I can't recall but at the same time it's like you gotta have a positive we gotta have a positive view about it I was actually listening to one of the other episodes where there was a discussion about this and I liked the view that the guests shared. They said they said they've never. They basically were saying they've never made a purchase that the that they were that they regretted. The purchases they've made, they've always ended up using at some point in their lives. <laughs> like at some point, they just you know. So that's a very positive look at it. I try to look at it that way, but yeah, I'm also but I, but I am very I am very um, is it maybe the word meticulous something like that like I. I make sure whatever I'm purchasing is going to be something that I'm, that is hundred percent something I'll use. Like I'm part of that community of uh, people that start e-commerce businesses and in their data, there's people that are still scared to make purchases. Like I'm part of that community. So, so, so um, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know. Marketing, they call it uh, being a laggard. So I'm guessing you're a laggard financially. You're the last person to buy a product because you need to make sure that it's actually going to work. I'm definitely not that girl. Yeah, that's particularly online and in person. Funny enough, you go and be touch the thing and then buy it and then get home and figure out it's the wrong thing. <laughs> so I've done those. Those, I guess, the ones I was saying I've done the most of. Um, okay, keeping on going. Never have I ever broken a bone. Let's keep this on short. I have my left wow. foot. Wow. Okay. It's, How did that happen? Um, I was walking. <laughs> I was walking strangely. Um, I have something <laughs> called hypoparathyroidism, which okay. basically means my thyroid, my parathyroid gland doesn't create enough calcium for my body. So mm-hmm. at the time, my calcium levels were deteriorating and I didn't even know. So mm. walking on the street into a crack wouldn't feel like anything for anybody else. But for someone who doesn't have enough calcium, my literal bone broke. And I wow. was in a class for three months, I think. Jeez. And I used to walk with my crutches. It's terrible. Jeez. It's very childish, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 that was like that was like the most interesting ways you could break your bone until the backstory kicked in and made a lot of sense. Like, yeah, at first I was like, you broke your bone walking. That's just, that's different. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I've heard of that. And some, some cases when I think of myself, um, I've broken five bones. Um, like, yeah, in some cases. I, um. I don't know. I don't know. I guess in my old in some way. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I've never broken a bone. I've never broken a bone. I've never broken a bone. <laughs> I've never. Um, 
I, I think I have strong bones. I think I have strong bones. So I've never broken a bone and I play, I've done a lot of sports in different parts of my life and never broken never a bone. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> okay, let's keep it going. Last three questions. Never ever ever hated working with team members. Um, that's a hard one. Um, I have, I have. Um, I just think in the organization that I was working in, there just weren't adequate systems. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to say it's the team members more than it was the systems that were put in place. So no one really knew their full role. So you're either right, like stepping on each other's toes or you're not doing anything. And you're like, why wasn't this done? Everyone's like, I didn't know it was me. So I think it was more the systems rather mm. than the team members. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think it was that bad. How about okay. you? I have. I definitely have. Um, that I've had people that like you know people sometimes bring their problems to work. <laughs> like simply put, so you you work with people sometimes, and that day they're on a they you know something goes wrong, stars align in a really negative way, and they are. Uh, they don't want to take the blame, especially when it's someone that's like your manager or in a case like that. Um, yeah, so I, some while ago, I remember working at a company and I just didn't enjoy working with a particular person that I came in under. And that person was just, they made my experience just, just a terrible experience just because they, a combination of they were not competent enough and they just were not were not um, responsible and accountable. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get them to come on as a guest and then they'll share their perspective of it just so the story is not one-sided. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna agree if they know you're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last two, never ever ever gone vegan. Um, I've never gone vegan, I've gone vegetarian. Um, okay. I had just cleaned my teeth and I had a lot of gaps within my teeth. So I just stopped eating meat altogether for like a year. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to soldier on because I can't not eat meat. Mm. <laughs> okay. It was okay. Yeah. Year. I mean, on my end, um, on my end, yes, I've never, I've never gone vegan thought about it it looks interesting everyone that's vegan is really cool they're the cool people in society um and then there's there's vegetarian i've i've considered that my a couple of family members of mine are vegetarian but i honestly have i'm the same i have to eat meat like like i, I don't know what life without it is like can you be can you be strong can you be strong yeah. without meat in your life yeah. <laughs> You lose weight. So, I mean, for anyone who wants to lose weight, it's really great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely vegan. They, I, the idea is cool, but I can't step into that. Um, last one. Never, ever, ever been awake for two days straight. Um, that's a tricky one, only because I used to work at a call center and it was incredibly stressful. So I would come home and instead of sleeping, I would sleep talk and, and just recite like, you know, a call in my mind. So I wasn't completely sleeping. So for about four or five days of the week, 
I'm in bed just reciting calls back and forth and reenacting the calls that I've had during the day. And then I'd yeah. wake up incredibly tired. So my mom says it's, it's sleep deprivation, but I mean, my eyes were closed. So technically I was sleeping, who knows? <laughs> okay, that's, that's an interesting example. That's an interesting example. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't say I've been, I can't recall. I've been awake for two days straight. I don't, I don't think, I feel like I've had definitely gone over one day straight and then second day sort of just had a super late, late experience just working on something or whatever the case is, but two days straight, nothing comes directly to mind. So for me, that's a, that's a yes, never have I ever been awake for two days straight. Um, yeah, with that. It crashes after two days, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The people that have done it before, they they just move on a different sort of fuel. Okay, 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 okay. Keeping on, keeping on moving. Next question. For Africa alone, according to research, um, McKinsey found that it will take 140 years for Africa to reach gender parity, right? We spoke about that in the blurb. So what do we know of the impact that gender parity is currently having? And I think I touched on some aspects there, but Noni, I'll give it over to you to start us again. What, what do we know of the impact gender parity can have on, on a region? It's so funny that you, you say that. I was uh, listening to a TED talk a couple of days ago about uh, gender parity in society and in different countries. And They've sort of, uh, there's a research that they did, uh, I think it's by Howard University that sort of found that not only is gender parity good for women, it's good for children and men. It's good for the economy and government, which sounds crazy because when we think about gender equality, we always think about the fact that this is a woman's issue. They should fight it, they should think about it. But what it does is that less men are in uh, therapy, less men drink, uh, in societies that have gender parity, uh, more women are happier, more children are seeing happy environments with both genders sort of sharing roles and doing different things. So not only is it great for the home, but also in uh, the workspace, more women feel like they are included. And that means their productivity in the workplace is much higher. And because the gender um, pay uh, gap is much smaller then, it includes both women and men, and it makes them feel like they're represented in their environment. So I think not only is it good for the home, it's always great for economies and governments. But I think because we think about it as this, like I said, one or the other, either or, women there, men there, and we don't think about it as a societal thing, we sort of don't think about those distinctions between all three of these different things. Whereas it, it's proven. It's, it's incredibly proven in different countries. We just sort of have to, to uh, um, employ different laws that will ensure that all parties are included in the laws. I mean, you can sort of add on to what you know about what it does for regions and, and countries in general. Okay, so um, I'll go on the statistics side of things on the negative aspect quickly before jumping onto the parity. Um, so like progress is being made somewhat from my understanding in this conversation. Um, and although this progress is being made, it almost feels like there's progression and regression at the same time. So what statistics we see 
is that for instance, like in urban primary school enrollment, data from around 42 countries, predominantly African countries show that rural girls, although there's progress being made in getting more women and girls into school schools, they are twice as likely to drop out of school. So, so, so there's like, you know, there's that thing of like, there's steps being made, but the steps and the sustainability of some of the steps being made is not necessarily in place in June. And that's, that's where it's like delving back on some of the things we're talking about, where there's this cultural, cultural flow and aspect of it. What are the reasons that these girls are dropping out? Is it like, probably like child marriages could even be teenage pregnancies could be, could just be a, a female feeling like the school environment is not one for her just because the, the environment doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel like a safe space for her. And so, and so there's so many, there's so many of these aspects that feel like, yeah, we're trying to put solutions in place, but are these solutions that are sustainable? These are solutions that are, that are, you know, that have, that have hurdles along the way. So in that thinking as well, you spoke around wages as well. Men's average wages are still higher than women's in both rural and urban areas. So, and, and the thing is women generally typically work longer hours than men. So that's, that's as a result of things like additional, um, you know, like they, 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 they have duties that are not seen as duties as part of man as within the work environment, um, domestic and care responsibilities, basically. And um, yeah, basically, Basically, um, there's a level of exclusion that's taking that's taking place in that case. So, so yeah, to to just jump back to the question, what do we know of the impact gender parity can have on a region? My thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts are that gender parity within the leveling of the playing field can increase economic well-being. That's definitely a factor, just on a macro level, can increase economic well-being, can increase social well-being can increase well-being on just a macro level for a number of areas because there's just more of a very unique and capable party being put onto the table and playing a part in the economy and movement of the economy. So, um, yeah. And then this whole idea of 140 years for Africa to, to reach gender parity. I don't know. And when I see, when I hear these numbers, like, 140 years is a long time but like what what are the metrics to reaching there like what does that actually mean how long will it take to get there and what does gender parity mean does that mean every every all all laws and regulations within every continent are uh set set have now set environments for both women and men and all other genders to be on the exact same playing field is that what that means like like and how would you ever be able to tell that's going to happen? That's actually really interesting because, I mean, the, my personal belief, belief um, and, and I've always asked myself, what does gender parity really look like? Does it look like <laughs> me sort of working a job that a man would work? Um, construction or, you know, lifting of dumpsters. Physically, I'm not that girl but I need the opportunity to decide that I'm not that girl. And I think that's what gender parity really means. It's not really the fact that, well, if we're gonna level out the playing field, then you better go to war, just like how we're supposed to go. You know what I mean? It's, 
I need the same freedoms that men are, are also given, which then goes back to something that you were just speaking about that um, a lot of girls drop out of school. Um, and we don't think that we, we sort of negate the fact that there are other issues at play in everyone's life. And there are other norms, especially culturally, that are at play for people to also, you know, drop out of school or not take certain mm. opportunities. Because if I'm female, especially in my family, and my father passes away and there's no boy, who takes up the role of being the, the head of this family? I'm, I'm automatically going to yeah. have to be the head of this family. So I'm not going to take certain opportunities. I work longer, but I work longer not because I'm at the office. I work longer because the kids are, are picked up by me. I go to school things. I go to work things. I do all the groceries, all the things that men don't really usually think are actual jobs. And they think it's pitching mm -hmm. in or helping out or daddy daycare. All those weird things that men just don't think about as real jobs and yeah. time consuming are actually a huge part of my life. So as much as we don't think of gender parity as making sure that every rule that applies to a man applies to a woman, we're trying to level out the playing field for the freedom to actually pick what I do with my life. And my life mm -hmm. belongs to myself and not to society or to men to make a decision about. So I think that yeah. that's where the conversation needs to start from and not from a place of, well, you feminists want this and we, we don't want that. That's the extreme. We, we're not talking about the extreme. We're just trying to figure out how everyone can have the same freedom and the same mm -hmm. kind of choice and voice. Yeah. Yeah, but that's really well put. Longer than 140 years, honestly. Way longer <laughs> than 140 years. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree to the most part. That's really why I posed the question. And a lot of the things we're talking about are like easier said than done. Like, like it's 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 tricky. It's it's really tricky. And on an individual level, on an individual level comes the part where we can actually play in affecting the cultural aspects of it. Um, people people are actually taking on and realizing some of these obstacles. Um, yeah. Do you think that culturally we're sort of ready to move towards gender parity? I mean, we're, we're living in an African uh, continent with different sort of cultures, but generally we all have the same kind of rules and regulations and laws that sort of mm. rule gender parity and, and actually getting there. Do you think we're ready to get there? Um, and I'm speaking particularly on the South African context, I would for the largest extent, very quickly say no, because, because I, I don't know, I see, I see our world and economies and societies like tackling, ta almost not knowing at times what to be taking on, what challenges are important. And history also plays a part in that. When you think of South Africa with the apartheid and all these other all these other things there's so many there's so much that's imbalanced and wrong and just you know like culturally affecting a lot of the way people operate that that um people people are not ready to focus their attention on on the feminist movement like people don't they're, they're like like the, you know they're overloaded with information and where exactly to keep their attention and that type that type of thing and i just think as as Africans, we 
I don't know, it just feels like we're, we're a little too far behind that because we have our attention elsewhere. And when this day and internet is playing a part in that consistently overloaded with all these kinds of problems that are just running amok within, within our continents and communities that, that, you know, you have the one or two or three people that are in, a com in the community that focus their attention on, for instance, feminism and the movement there. And you look out, you look in from the outside, you're like, that's awesome, man. Let me, let me press like on that and then get back to, and then get back to making ends meet for my family because I need to just feed my family today because the governmental regulations meant that when I was young, I got, pla I got placed into a certain community and that community didn't allow me access to my education at a point and now, now I'm disadvantaged. Like, they, you know, it's just like, just like layers of things that are wrong that, that, that make it a quick no for me on that answer of whether or not as maybe Africans or South Africans were ready for, the, for, for that gender parity. I think, um, I think and, and I'm more answering the question on how we can play a part in moving it forward. Uh, maybe you're also asking, are we ready if gender parity lands on us today? Like, are we ready? Um, that's that. That's a question. That's like I don't know. That it falls too above my pay grade. To be honest with you, that's a that's an interesting question. That's a hard question too because I've never thought about it landing on us today. I've never thought it even possible. I mean, there are small micro ways that we've moved forward from when our parents were our age and when our grandparents were our age, which are really wonderful. But also, I've just never thought that it would ever happen in my time. So how much more am I going to be able to prepare my children for a time, yeah. you know, when, when they're my age and things are a bit better? How do I prepare them for that? So that's even believing that it's impossible is another thing that we need to overcome on top of the fact that there's societal, economic, sort of regulatory issues that we have to constantly fight against. There's also like a, a mindset thing. Do I think that it's possible? Do I think that I can achieve it? Do, do I think that there's anything that I can do personally to achieve it? I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Mm. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. Um, yeah, and also in summary then concludes with us reminding people that like with all of these bigger, with these, all of these big problems, you're, you, you need to sort of lay your stake in where your attention is at and how you educate yourself about these things and then start to share and play a part in it. How can you be a person that, that, that propels forward beyond, beyond just like appreciating someone else's work, but also trying to play an actual part in it? So, so yeah, I'll just, I'll just encourage anyone that's listening to this conversation that the conversation is ideally not one we've just had for the sake of having and putting words together, but more so to have people know it's a conversation of having in this time and day. And that, yeah, there are other problems that exist in the world, but how can, how can, we, how can we manage knowing that there are certain, there are certain effects and ripple effects of some other problems you know, or movements being movements that are gonna affect the global, the global economies, the global macro, impacts so 
yeah, with that said, I'll just start to close off here. And thank you, Noni, for joining me. This was awesome. Your insights are always super good. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite conversations to have generally. So mm. I'm always excited to have it. Thank you so much for having me today. That was awesome. So to everyone that's listening, thank you so much for joining us, for listening from start to end. Thank you to our mind shakers for listening to this episode. This was the episode titled Are Men Stronger Than Women? And in this episode, we want to encourage you to follow us on social media. We want you to tell everyone you know about this conversation and yeah, just you know, create context around it um, in, in whichever case you can and whatever it means to you. So most of all, Mind Shakers, we encourage you to go out there. We encourage you to share anything you might have learned from this episode as we all strive to learn together and boldly shake the world. With that said, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening through to the end. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or all of them. There's going to be plenty of exciting episodes to come. So if you want to catch that, follow us on all social media platforms at Mindshack Podcast. And of course, follow us or subscribe to us on our YouTube platform or our YouTube channel at Mindshack. And of course, see you on the next one.